0: All right, hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to What's part up? two, What's What's episode 34? ten of the Free Boys podcast. We are here. Um, we left you on a cliffhanger with the last episode. We got talking about all sorts with our specialist, just uh, the geography uh, teacher. Um, you know, climate change and 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 all all sorts of things. I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna tell you about it because if you're picking up on part two, you need to start with part one. However, I am here to carry you down the cliff. All right, so um. Electric vehicles, uh, Greta Thunberg and Extinction Rebellion, are they doing more harm than good? How are protest movements such as the climate change one and Extinction Rebellion, how are they meant to effectively uh, you know, convey their message? How, how do protest movements do so? We reflected on that for, for a moment as well. Um, as well as you know, um, effective government strategies for dealing with the climate crisis that we face. The tipping point that just said we are on the precipice of how, do we, how does government handle that?
1: Because um, we don't really feel like they're doing their job properly, mm, mm, or as well as they should or mm, could do mm. you know
0: what I mean. So, so what can government be doing? We, we touched on that for a little bit, and then also on a on a um on an intra government level, is it the place for countries uh like Britain that are industrialized that have experienced industrialization and almost the spoils of you know of 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 destructive um climate activity? Is it our place to tell other nations that are only now? having their own modernization how to manage their climate problems Mm. um do do we have a role in that as global citizens or should we very much uh, stay out of other people's business all of those things and more on part two of episode 10 the tipping point did you know the technology for electric cars was um like first kind of invented or discovered in the 1880s
2: I did not know it was
0: that long ago. See, it's the It's mad, like the guy. You know the original Tesla guys, it Nikola Tesla or something like that. Yeah,
3: Nikolai That's Tesla. Tesla.
0: He, apparently, he developed the technology for electric vehicles way back in the nineteenth century, and they were meant to be for women because it was okay. seen as like yeah, because it was seen as like unwomanly for women to um turn the, the engines. You know, back at the original like oh,
2: uh, like that was unseemly. Yes. it was YouTube. uncouth so because of
0: that they, they <laughs> invented or, or you know developed electric ones as an alternative for the galdam but so for them. whatever reason <laughs> <it wasn't, laughs> but for whatever reason it wasn't like mass produced so like we've been sitting on this technology or the powers that be have been sitting on this technology for however long and as you said because it wasn't in there financial interest to do anything about it they haven't changed because the tech the technology like engine what's it called like uh, petrol or diesel burning car engines the technology has barely changed in 100 years right
2: yeah i i, I just do you know what like i mean my dad said this to me like years ago i might like i would say my dad's <sighs> a bit climate skeptical he's a guy that would be like oh they're doing all of this to make us pay more taxes um but he's. I remember him saying to me because he 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 works for Mc, like works at McLaren. And he was like, "McLaren's ready to like, you know, all these car companies are ready to like release these electric hybrid cars and what, but they're just sitting on it for five years because they'll make more money in five years. They've got five years worth of time to sell diesel cars.
0: Mm,
2: mm, mm. So it's existed, and I guess like, I guess like, it's difficult. Oh, this is a very big question. Like, unless you're gonna. And this is what I think Donut Economics is proposing like if you want to make an actual difference then you have to change the status quo in the way that the world works and until we start thinking about the environment as and Donut Economics is very much also about like so like social considerations, social aspects, human rights, etc. and still we until we start putting the same level of worth onto those things as we do on Money,
0: then. I need to read this book. Yeah. I actually, I actually have it, but I gave it to someone last year. I think we I need to get, get it back. back. That happens so many times you now. I buy these books and they just sit there. Um. Do you I've think? though, that. Say again, bro.
3: I said I've, I've, been, I've been doing that. Like I, I saw it at my bookshelf yesterday, and I read. I looked at it. and I was like, wow. Like I actually have about thirty books, bro. Library. I've just been there. for over the years that I just haven't touched Um, but at the moment I'm just reading two (laughs) which is
0: funny you're reading what two or three
3: I'm just reading two at the moment yeah Yeah.
0: you say just like that's a normal amount that's excellent that you're reading two simultaneously
3: man listen going from not not liking reading at all and just not really having time for it to now it's like yeah I'm reading two I read one in the morning and one in the afternoon
0: that's excellent um boy so uh. I wonder. I wonder if you uh, just a, a one question. Climate skepticism. Are people like Extinction Rebellion and Greta Thunberg doing more harm than good in terms of being able to sell climate change? I want to know both of your opinions on that.
2: I don't want to go first because I feel like <laughs> it, it's more more realistic if if Jason goes, but like a more.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, to be, to be like,
2: if, yeah. Does
3: it it, to be fair, I'm 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 not trying to cop out, but I don't really have much education on who Greta Thunberg is, um, and I've heard about Extinction Rebellion. I actually met someone who was part of it, and she actually had to invite me. Um, but the only thing I know about them is just very like surface level: is that they're they they're an they're a organisation or they're a movement that's about climate change, um, and they they speak for it. They have their rallies and their protests for it as well so um i would say you know my from you know judging from my ignorant opinion that it's doing more more good um but like i said i don't know i don't know the ins and outs
0: um so like do you say about extension rebellion you don't know the ins and outs of them as well nah, I no i don't know if you remember a few months no it must be last year now when they blocked up all the all the main arterial roads in london I think it was last year, right? It must have been.
2: I think they've done it since as well. I think I think so, one of the bridges, Westminster Bridge, they blocked that during lockdown as and well. They,
0: and they glued themselves at one point to like to Vauxhall Bridge or Lambeth Bridge. <laughs> just, no, Waterloo Bridge. They glued themselves to Waterloo Bridge. That was it. And then a couple of them glued themselves to the tube station to the tube trains as well. Mad.
2: What do you think, Robert? Like what? Like into, how? Like. What do you think of them?
0: So I think, obviously, their cause is, is, is well justified. But what you have to understand, if you're a protest movement and you're trying to mobilise the masses, you have to sell your movement to the people. You have to, the average Joe needs to look at what you're doing, your actions, they need to empathise, feel sympathy, and they need to feel some kind of motivation to act you're not going to be able to do that if you're stopping them from being able to drive from place A to place B, you know? They're, but then, and you're not going to be able to do, you're certainly not going to be able to do that if people that are taking, you know, sustainable type forms of transport, i.e. getting on tubes or, or trains, are having that mode of transportation blocked by you as well. That that You know, you're asking yeah, for a bit yeah. too much there. Um, however... You know, there is that saying, all what's it called? Bad publicity is still publicity, whatever it is, right? We're sat here now having this conversation about climate change and the environment. They, at the time, generated a lot of conversations about climate change and the environment. The question is, where did those conversations go? Did did it lead to, as I say, people acting upon it? Or is it just a case of, like, they were just dismissed as, like, middle-class hippies? Because the only people who were allowed to, or who would have been you know afforded the opportunity to, to leave work to go and glue themselves to a bridge in the middle of the week are like students or you know the very wealthy yeah I think that Extinction, Rebell- Extinction Rebellion can barely say their names I think they just don't know how to how to protest properly basically their cause is all good but they don't know how to you need to get the masses on side because yeah. otherwise you know that and this counts for all protest movements obviously History tells us that if you don't get the masses on side, um, then you just get dismissed by the establishment as just like nonsense people, or, or even worse, your ideas just get adopted by the people in control anyway, and they just adopt and steal what you've been trying to, you know, propose to the people. Um, Greta Thunberg, though, I don't know about you guys. Whenever I do something that's environmentally questionable, questionable, I say to myself, like, what would Greta do? Is she a political leader No, she's like a, a Google teen, her. Yeah, she's like a teenage girl. She's like you
2: would have, I'm sure you would like the, the school walkout. Her. So like, she she just stopped going to school. She was she, basically she was like, if there is no school, sorry, if there is no planet in the future, why why am I getting an education? Because I'm not going to be here to do it. And then also, like, this is a bit of a side note. Oh, really? I will give my opinion in a minute, but. She also just keeps getting in these like Twitter spats with Donald Trump because he was like slagging yeah. her up a lot. And then she just like I just keeps meant to wrap. Yeah, she uh, do you not recognise her?
3: Nope. No. Not at all. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> not at all. Um No, nah, I actually don't I actually don't recognise her. But no, nah, that's that's bold. That's a bold move, still I respect it.
2: You should you should once this is finished, go and watch watch some, some clips of her. But like, so I think,
3: no,
0: no, no. I think
2: Extinction Rebellion, I guess if I was going to sum it up, I'd say Greta is like positive and yeah. controversially. I don't actually think Extinction Rebellion, I think they do more harm than they do good, personally. Like for a number of reasons. So like, I remember, I think it comes back to, like Robert, I don't know if you're going to remember this phone call in lockdown, but it was like a few months after the election, like general election, but it was in summer. I mean, you were like talking about like Labour losing and we were like, we we just have to accept that as, you know, like Londoners that are quite like left wing, we perhaps have views that aren't palatable to the rest of the country. And like, if we actually want to make progress, then the way to make progress sometimes like I, I wouldn't say in all causes but sometimes like you you need to find a way as you said to appeal to the masses and if you're too extreme in what you're saying like you're not you're not going to get anywhere because you're 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 not appealing to everyone I think extinction rebellion is sort of like going down that line a I agree like I think they're perceived as a very like privileged group of people that don't have to be at work because I'm not being funny, I like I, I, I like to protest about climate change, but I have a nine to five. Exactly. <laughs> eight, to eight o'clock till seven. Exactly. Um, and I think that they really, like, they alienate people. Like, I think that people that perhaps do not know enough about climate change that are just trying to get on the train and go to work and blah, blah, blah if all they know about this movement is that they are adamantly against climate change and they're stopping them going to work, it's not sparking a dialogue or a conversation about the issue at hand. What it's doing is just pissing people yeah, 100%. off. And those middle yeah. people that we need to reach, like, my, I remember my dad being like, they're ridiculous. Like, the police should just, like, move them off the bridge. Like, that's not going to make my dad turn the lights out.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, sure. And you've got to
2: remember, like, like, like. This comes back to I think as well. Like a lot of the stuff that's going on in the news at the moment, like, I'm going to call it like Middle England, but it's everywhere, you know. Like the newspapers that they read and like what they see on the news about climate change is the ultra low emission zone is here to steal your taxes, and all of this environmental policy is there to like undermine your like hard work, and it's just a scam yeah. to get more money. Um, which very much I think I was reading this earlier, like started under Reagan in the in the U. Was Reagan in the seventies?
0: What that that the, what, that that. Funny of skepticism.
2: Was but th- uh, was he, was he the president in the seventies? Uh,
0: the eighties. He was in that from the eighties. Yeah, like, 80s, that's right. yeah.
2: 80s. like this was when it really like amplified, and a lot of that was because of so much like U.S. wealth coming from oil. Like obviously, you don't want people to think that oil is going to kill the world. Um, yeah. But you're the like the people whose minds that you need to change are people that currently believe that and, and stopping them getting to work, I don't yeah, think like, is within the movement. I think, I think, I think, I, I just don't think it's going to work. And like, to be honest, the way that the world has gone for the last four years with Brexit and the US election and the K, Joe Biden's in now, but like whatever, it was really shit for four years and I, like, he's not necessarily going to be tons, tons, tons better. Damn Yeah. <laughs> I'm like I'm not I'm not really like I'm just not down for extreme measures that equal no action. And if you are pissing people off by blocking a bridge, you know, instead of instead of blocking the bridge, go and try and educate people on why they should care.
0: Speaking about blocking bridges, what yeah, do you think that's... about? Sorry, go on, bro. Yeah,
3: so, that's I was I was going to make a point on um that's 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 an interesting take because you have you might, you might have like one side of protesters who might believe like, no, we have to make that. We have to do radical action. We have to be, we have to scream and shout and it has to be loud. And then what you guys just said about doing it in a way where you not really appeal to, to the masses, but you do it um, in a more political way, I guess. Do you know what I mean? You do it in a way where, let's say, you had a, I mean, I guess they have that, like the Green Party. I don't really know too much about them though. I don't really look into them like that. Um, but, I guess maybe that, maybe that could be a way into it, you know. Or through um, politics. Yeah, through politics. But then, but then, you know, my stance on politics already, bro. I'm just like, <laughs> I just, I just don't feel like, I, I just, I'm very indifferent about it. You know what I mean? It's just a film um, where. Sorry. Um. Yeah. No. That, that's it. That's it.
0: No, I was gonna say when, when you're taking on the establishment or an accepted or established order, whatever it might be, whether it be like Black Lives Matter, Extinction Rebellion, End Rogues, Me Too, whatever it is, yeah. If yeah. when you're organizing a protest movement, you just have to think about like it's it's literally about selling. It's about image and publicity and what you yeah, means doing the man. movement and, and and how you get places. Like I, um in so I teach, like, um, this is a, a slight tangent, but I teach, like, um, A-level US history, like, American civil rights. Yeah. And there's a protest in 1965. There was a protest that uh, Martin Luther King led in 1965 in Birmingham, Alabama. And it yeah. ended with, um, you've probably seen images of it, like, dogs and fire hoses on the street. So it ended with like the black protesters being chased and bitten by dogs and then pushed away with yeah. fire hoses. And at that protest it was mostly actually school children who were there, mostly school children who faced like the, who bore the brunt of the police brutality. And Mad. for two years in a row I've asked my students this question, because basically Martin Luther King organized the protest intentionally. He intentionally reached out to school children and he intentionally brought them there. And he intentionally chose Birmingham as the site of the protest because he knew that the leader of the police force, I can't I think his name is Bullock, Connor, but that could be wrong. Um, he knew that he was like a passionate racist, basically. And he knew that this person would 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 garner the most violent response that the South has to offer. Yeah. And he did it though. Because he knew it would generate the publicity and the disgust from the masses mm-hmm. that he needed to get people on board to his movement. So I, I, like, two years in a row, I've asked my students, like, was that a justified thing to do? Is he a bad person for doing that? Or in many ways, does the, does the ends justify the means that he took? As it, like, when, when you're protesting, these are the kind of things that you have to weigh up. How are you going to yeah. keep the average yeah, yeah, blocks, yeah. Like, on side? Cause, like, Jess is saying, if if you're doing things that's gonna stop people coming, like, loads of people were saying, like, what's the point in cli- complaining about climate change if you're blocking the roads, causing traffic jams? How does that, like, how does that add up? Do you know what I mean?
3: Yeah, yeah. And set- the people who are, you know, you're not educating them, like you said, isn't it? You just, exactly. just causing a riot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's
0: really about thinking about how you can do it tactically and how how you can mobilise people, you know, in in a way that that actually yeah. helps.
2: And like I don't, think, I don't, I don't like disagree that, that extreme action is required at times within protest. Like yeah, sometimes all, it is. Like, extreme action definitely at times is. What I would say about Extinction Rebellion is like, it, their their extreme action is not creating more outcry and not creating a want to rectify the situation. I think it's alienating people. Like I I massively believe. I I think the school walkouts. Are amazing. Like I like. I forgot to talk about Greta, but like I'm on board with her. Like I love her. I think kids should. I would love to go, but like my my my. I know we've talked about this before, and I'm like I would love to go, but as a teacher, like I need to be in school so I can teach them about this stuff. But if my kids aren't in my lesson because they're protesting, to me, I'm like I feel like that's something that would win people over. Like if you're a kid and you're saying to your grandparents, like I'm not going to school on Friday, Granddad, because What's the point in going to school when twenty years after, you know, like you and Nana dead and buried? Like, I'm not going to have a world to live in.
3: Yeah, so yeah.
2: Getting my education, I'm going to. That to me is a kind of like protest and movement that can win Unless... people over. That it's going to have change. I don't think that gluing yourself to a bridge is going to. It. And I, I like. I mean, I don't know. I feel like people would really disagree with me but I just I think it's quite I think it's a little bit self-indulgent
3: don't let them come for I, you I, Jess
2: I know I know if they're <laughs> like, like, going down in flames on Twitter right now but I do because I don't see who you're benefiting from doing that do you mm, get, Like the school, mm. pro- like, I feel like the school protests do benefit people like
3: yeah
2: the bottom line is stopping cars going across a bridge for a couple of hours or even two days isn't going to significantly reduce global greenhouse emissions so you can't even justify it in terms of being like it causes so much disruption it has a significant positive impact on global climate change i just think it really really like alienates people and think makes people think that people that believe in climate change I are extreme hippies.
0: yeah like they said yeah.
2: <laughs> Because and as I that, said, it's not about not having extreme action at times. I just think, like, walking out of school every Friday, Greta Thunberg not going to school for over a year is extreme. But I yeah. think it creates the right response in the protest to get get change happening rather than actually alienate, alienating more people from something that they're already quite alienated from.
3: Yeah. Cause that's so that's that, that is actually that's that's so true. I, I agree with you a hundred percent. Because I don't I don't know if I'm um, I don't remember what what episode it was, but when when we were talking about kind of changing a um, uh oh, it's like changing the system or actually implementing like long term change. It has it had to do with uh, Rob if you remember like the three different generations, and it's a thing where it's like you have one generation who's lived who's lived through it all their lives that like you know. 60 plus, you have another generation who's currently currently still living through it and you know reinforcing those values. And then you have the generation below them who are like the youth, like the children, who are basically being taught like these these values and whatever it is. So if you have the change from the youth, and it sounds so cliche to say like the youth for the future, but really they are like if you have, like you say, a lot of these school workouts and you have kids who are educated on that level from from 17 and and below, when they get to higher positions in life, they're gonna have that conscious, um, they're gonna have that 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 conscious thought about you know whether it's whether it's uh, social inequality or climate change or whatever it is that you're trying to change. Do you know what I mean? Like if you start from the youth, they can take that to the next 60, 80 years if they live to 100. Do you know what I mean? So. 100%. That is actually so true.
2: About climate change explicitly in school, because you two are a bit younger than me, no. like a couple of years younger than me, but not massive. Like how much? Really. how much time like, did you remember,
3: I just remember, like I remember learning about, um, like I said, like the like aerosol products and damage to the ozone layer.
0: Yeah. I remember learning
3: cycle. about. Say
0: again. The do you remember learning about the carbon cycle? like greenhouse yeah like the
3: carbon cycle um but it was it was very like i'd say it was very surface level because now when i learn about it it's 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 a lot more like you see how it it's it's not just you know you use a spray and that's it you know it's things like you said with like agriculture or um eating habits or you know like it's there's a lot of layers to it rather than just whatever that they made it out to be, you know? Mm. So I think, I think for that, like, like to educate kids on, on, and I mean, school's not really that deep, man. Like the, the how they get into issues, you know, sometimes it's just very like, oh, anyways, yeah, I have my own opinions on that. But yeah, like, um, like, it's, like when you're, when you're like, you know, giving, giving across your lessons, um, obviously I'm not a teacher, but I, I would, you know, like, I'd say, like, I'd encourage you to to make like those wider links. Do you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I pre. I, you're not meant to preach in club. Well, who who said this recently that we're not allowed to say anything that's controversial in classrooms? Uh, How controversial, media Equalities
0: minister. I can't remember the name. What is that actually I mean. a thing?
2: No. Do you know what was said, also like? No, you yeah. have to show both sides of an argument. But he like, said like
0: you can't. Kemi can Kemi can Badenoch. Badenoch. Yeah. Oh, God. But, like, said you said you can't a, talk about, like, Black Lives yeah, Matter.
2: And it was, yeah. that's, I think, where, where the policy had come from. But it was also, like, was broader than that, that you couldn't, you have to present two sides of everything. Like, you have to be balanced. But, like, this is the thing. Like, if you're teaching climate change, like, there's, there's lots of people that are, like, quite religious, for example, don't, don't believe in climate change. Because yeah.
3: like,
2: things are God's will, blah, blah, blah. So, like, what I'm, I'm like, obviously I teach it as fact, but you know what, sometimes when I teach lessons on climate change, like, you do kind of have to preface it as like, I know this isn't something that everyone's going to believe and blah, blah, blah. So like, really passionately, but you do need to be careful, but...
3: I I, I didn't didn't think about that, man. Boy, I couldn't teach, you know. i come out and be like, this is bullshit. (laughs) You need to know the truth. (laughs) You need to know now. You oh can't, man!
2: Like you do that. Like I don't. know. Like, well, in fact, I'm sure Robert does this. Like there's, they know what I you're thinking right. as well. Though, like if I was like, oh, some people don't believe in climate change, they'd be like, yeah, but you do. Or it's like they always ask you who you vote for. Yeah, they And, mix uh, and they'll be like, oh, Miss, don't worry, I know you vote Labour. Count. And they'll be like, oh, you, you wanted to, you wanted to remain, didn't you? And I'll be like, I never said that. And they're like, we can just you, tell them. You
0: yeah, you yeah. Vote, yeah. Yeah. I literally have that's to kind of a yesterday. compliment
2: because I'm like, okay,
0: I'm so dead. They want to know like who I vote for and I'm like, I'm not telling you, I'm not allowed, I'm not going to tell you. But they're like, oh, you voted labor in it? You voted labor in it? Oh, oh good. Oh, that's so funny.
3: That's so funny.
0: Um, what are your views on uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've got a gripe. I've got a bone to pick. So I just want to know, like, what are your views on all of these road traffic closures, these low traffic networks? Do you think they're, they they're solving the problem? Because uh, the, the logic is, or the argument is, essentially, as we come out of lockdown again, um, and as we emerge from this crisis, we can build like a new greener society, economy, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, some of the way is through all these road closures and stuff. Do you think it's those kind of like, uh, I suppose. I'm not, I'm not, this isn't just like a, a motorist like diatribe about, about road closures. What I'm asking, what I'm trying to ask like, in an unbiased way is, are these a kind of nudge politics or a kind of nudge policies from central government that we need to encourage, you know, like a more sustainable life? Or, or is this just a,
3: a vanity project? Jason,
2: do you drive? Has this bothered you?
3: um no 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 No. not yet i'll be on the roads soon okay. very soon
2: um i i can't drive but <laughs> and i also literally live five minutes from my workplace so um, oh that's blessed it doesn't really bother me but um i would say it's not working from what i've seen in terms of like even just speaking to colleagues in terms of like a, like, public transport is taking people way longer. Like, car journeys are taking longer. Like, if you've got to drive, you've got to drive. But in terms of your you asking whether this is... I can't remember the phrase you like, use, Like, it'd be the kind of policies that we need to... Like, it's minor. Like, I'm not being funny. Like, on a global scale, if we think about this on in terms of scale... Mm-hmm. On a global scale, does blocking off some roads in London fix anything? I guess there's there's two levels in to, to change. Like number one is where maybe this policy would work a bit, which is changing people's mindsets. So like, you know, like set like me not wanting it fast fashion clothing anymore, like changing people's mindsets, getting people to think about reducing their consumption. So like maybe, yeah, in terms of that, encouraging people to work it walk, it's a good idea, but in terms of like actually significantly making a difference to climate change it's not going to make a difference. Like you're talking about, a like global shift in policy. Like it's going back to this idea of like circular economy and donut economics. Like for us to make significant political changes, then the entire world has mm-hmm. to agree that we are going to stop deforesting the rain, like the Amazon, oh. to get gold.
3: They're just, they're just trying to hide their tail, man. They're just trying to. Oh, look, we're trying.
1: We're trying, but. And
2: but the president of the um of brazil made quite a interest i mean like he he's not great like he he is a climate denier himself but he did make an interesting valid point which i think would be interesting to hear both of your opinion he was like if you want us to stop cutting down the amazon then you can pay us he was like my uh... country requires resources from the Amazon for economic growth so that we can enjoy the luxury I mean these aren't his words I'm paraphrasing but we can enjoy the luxuries that you enjoy in the UK and the US Mm. Mm. if you want us to do that because you want the Amazon because you don't want to be impacted by climate change then you pay us
0: maybe that's a fair thing
2: I I mean I, I don't like the man but I think he's got a point
0: maybe that's the kind of wealth distribution that we need in order to make you know these kind of sustainable changes because at the end of the day we have been able to you know live the life that we have because of of our reliance on fossil fuels and 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 and, you know polluting um industries and stuff and it's unfair to expect the the less economically in my opinion developed countries i was having this conversation yeah you know to just stop or even just to kind of like to have fewer children i was having this conversation with somebody the other day like um this i suppose links to the environment as well um in countries like Nigeria, India, you know, where the, where the birth rate is higher. Is it fair for us to ask those places that they should just stop having children when we are only, um, what's the point I'm trying to make? Like we are only experiencing a slow, a decline in our birth rate because we've almost already in a sense reached our peak, if that makes sense. Does that make sense yeah. at all? Like we've gone, we've yeah. because of how we industrialise and how we modernize we've already experienced like you know in the 18 and 1900s, rapid birth rates rising and stuff like that. We've already gone through our phase where we were like at our, at our least efficient, if that makes sense, and, and, and producing like you know bad um, gases and and stuff. I don't know, maybe I'm grasping at. Maybe I'm no, no, no. You're right, you're
2: right. You're right. You're, so you're it, right. You.
0: So like while we're at a completely different stage of development and we're expecting these other countries to catch up with us, is it then fair for us to then change the rules or the parameters of what, it, like, of how they can develop when they're midway through that process kind of thing? Like, we're setting them back even further. Mm. So maybe the answer is that, like, you know, to provide further funding for them to be able to get to where we are without producing mm. as much, or without doing as much damage to the environment as, as countries that we live in did when they were developing that makes
2: sense yeah they, that makes that makes like complete sense like our birth rate is low enough. up have you heard of Rostow's model of development
0: i have you taught me you about have
2: that. yeah geography <laughs> happens rarely, <laughs> like what are these two teachers
0: talking
2: about, <laughs> you don't know about the humanities, right,
0: <laughs> oh good times, good times, um,
2: but yeah so we're in like stage five, we've industrialized, we're all good, so like our birth rate's lower, we have the emancipation of women, like we, 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 we can't even afford to have so many kids and also we're all working so hard in our cushy jobs that we're not getting pregnant at 21 but like other places in the world still need that. So it's like the question of like, do we, do we say to places like you have to curb your birth rate because we fucked up the planet.
0: Right. That's or basically you. what I'm saying. Yeah. And the side of it
2: as well, it's like you, like these countries still need to develop. Like lots of uh, China is, is going through China, Brazil, um, India are going through their industrialization. They are where we were in the 1900s. So do you go to them like, you can't do this. Stop using coal doing this and I guess like it's difficult because the easy answer is like well no that's not fair but then if everyone does it where does that leave us in terms of the planet but when it comes to like us helping them I think we're not we're like we're not going to help them we like once we were done with our own kind of like natural resources like the UK didn't just sit there and you know be like oh we're cool we being kind of developed we went and took everyone else's natural resources so why are we going to turn around now and go oh let us just give you some like some money so that you you don't have to industrialize so that the planet you know like the planet doesn't get damaged like they like people don't care like if you have an economic model that is about exponential growth that that's not that's not a, like do you get what i mean that's not a thing that i think will happen
0: Maybe it would be a sense of like you know we, we will provide subsidies to encourage like a greener economy kind of thing you know so so, so th- things such as like the foreign aid budget that we mentioned earlier, if yeah. that was kind of you know increased and and more money was given to support you know like expanding economies or industries but also allowing them, as I say to expand in a sustainable way, maybe that's the future I, don't I guess
2: maybe, but then I, I like in terms of the climate change, I guess mm. yes. If we were encouraging and funding sustainable development, then that would be good. I guess the f- the flip side of that is, is that still just a system though, that we're currently experiencing, which is that like transnational corporations from currently wealthy countries go into countries that aren't and help like industrialize them through like foreign direct investment? And then the wealth from that country, like, is it, is it still the same system? So if we yeah. are slightly not about environment anymore, but going back to this donut economics model, but thinking more about like the social and humanitarian side of that model, I guess what we're describing in terms of subsidies is, are we still just funding the same system uh, of us becoming more wealthy uh, and more developed and more green while other places don't? So I don't think it's a bad idea, but I guess like...
0: Checks and balances need to be applied.
2: Checks and balances, yeah, and it is <laughs> because if the funding for green energy is coming from Tesla, which I is it Tesla? Tesla's US based? US based is yeah? yeah. Well then, then the, the US is making money off of that, so it's not truly necessarily, do you get what I mean? It's not truly necessarily like a subsidy, it's just the
3: same old order of the way things that have been working for the
0: last 300 yeah. years. Yeah, based in California. Yeah. California. <laughs> California. <laughs> oh, mate, this has been some good chat with you two, man. I've enjoyed this.
3: Um, I'm, no, uh, this is it's, been a, it's been very informative. Because you know what? Whenever I've thought about climate, or even have had conversations about climate change, it's, it's always been about stuff I've um, I've seen like a bit like a documentary with David Attenborough or something but um the man man, is a <laughs> shout
2: out to to david a
3: no man definitely man definitely he's he's always keeping me updated man I love that guy um but that's normally where I've gotten most of my knowledge from you know so speaking to someone who's well versed in the area you know who's i'd say like a a a geography expert'cause you are a teacher after all do you know what I mean I would call you an expert it's definitely been um some good insight you know it's definitely some good insight. it's gonna give me yeah, it's gonna give me some stuff to think about some
2: but I think yeah, that that, that is it, it isn't it like that's what we were talking about earlier like if people don't and I guess this is like across the bro- board in everything and relates to lots of the topics that you guys have been talking about for the last is this the 10th or 11th 10th, Ten, ten, baby 10th, 10th, 10th podcast Mad. Um, If you are misinformed, if you lack actual information and education, then how do you come to, like, informed conclusions about a topic? And if you don't have informed conclusions or informed ideas and you can't take appropriate action? Yeah. You get what I mean? So, like, if someone doesn't understand an issue that's happening in the world, then that person isn't able to decide that they, A, want to act on it or to make the right decision to act on it. So I think yeah. this is what people need to do more is like have conversations about climate change that are about like factfulness rather than I can't get to work because Boris puts
1: some
2: <laughs> things in the way of the road. Oh, <laughs> right.
3: I'm glad, I'm, glad
0: you, like,
2: I'm glad you feel a bit more informed. Now you can go and inform someone else.
3: No, definitely. Definitely. I'm I'm going to hold on to this... Um this word document as well man because there's some there's some stuff in here that i'm gonna yeah yeah yeah, yeah. especially about that anthropogenic global warming i hey, just that's really a, that's like a... the
2: word anthropogenic
3: <laughs> say again
2: can i tell you like i really like the word anthropogenic can i tell you one more thing actually that i just find interesting that isn't yeah. even that much to do with so we you know like geological times you live in like so the Cretaceous period, the Jurassic period, like Jurassic Park, where oh, yeah. so the dinosaurs were. yes yeah. yeah. So we're in like the hal- Halogene, Halicene. We're in this sort of like sub-eon called the Quaternary period. And they basically recently this well, they're it's kind of like contested, but they think that we've entered like a new period of geological cool time called the Anthropocene, which is essentially like the era, Human humans distra- like disrupting.
3: Mad. Yeah.
2: They and they there's it's contested. So some people say it's like the industrial revolution, and some people say it's the Hiroshima bomb. Like that's the start of it. Wow. Like it, it's all kind of like, but it's this idea that like we're in a new, like like we're in a new geological period because the impact that humans are ha- having on the world is so significant. We need to give ourselves. A time in geological time.
0: That's absolutely yeah. mad. And on that bombshell. <laughs> 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 on that bombshell. What are you drinking at the moment, Jess?
2: Um, some some vino.
0: Some vino. What is it? A red? Is it a rose? Is it it's a, a white? A white.
2: It's a white. I've been drinking a lot of red because it's it's winter time. But um. I felt like something crisp.
0: What we need to do one day uh, in a post-lockdown world, we need to bring you into the studio and we need to have a bit of a a nice little chit-chat like this with some wines, right? Yeah. You bring one, I bring one, Jace bring one.
3: Yeah, bring one. I would not be bringing white wine.
2: <laughs> I like red. I like red. I just also if I, I, I drink bread, I sometimes find it makes me quite drunk. And, you know, I was like, I've got to be...
3: <laughs> Fair enough. We're
2: going to be asking Mate. questions. So I don't want to be like giving you like,
3: you know, no, no, no. your <laughs> <process>. Yeah. <laughs> now red wine hits me still. I'm not going to lie, but it hits me in, it hits me in a beautiful way.
2: Mm.
3: it hits me in a beautiful way. On that note, like I'm like yeah, yeah. I'm going to get a bottle. I think the shop is still open. Go and grab that.
2: Delightful.
3: I'm going to grab the bottle, man. I haven't, I haven't had a drink in about two weeks. Oh, mate, I think, about like two That's weeks. So sorry to hear I
2: don't that. know the last time it was two weeks. Since.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think I might have been like 18.
3: Two weeks. <laughs> That's That's not because
2: I feel like you drink every day, but it's I just feel like...
3: Or maybe a week, but it feels like two. I don't know. It's been a while. No, it's, bro, it's been a while. It's been a while, man.
2: I used to work in bars, and then I started teaching, like, the two... Like, bars have alcohol in, and teaching is stressful.
3: Yeah yeah <laughs> alcohol yeah, for real for real man but
2: yeah thank you for having me I, i've had a lovely time on the, the no. Zoom yeah, podcast. Sick,
0: thank you,
3: you, sick, you? yeah uh, Rob, i'm gonna let you i'm gonna let you close bro
0: i'm gonna let you do my thing <laughs> all right well um yeah thank you so much for 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 gracing us with your with your thoughts and your opinions on episode 10 um 10 reasons to listen to episode 10. I think Chapman gave us about 50, but we mm-hmm. hope very much that you enjoyed. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. We hope very much that you enjoyed the podcast. We hope very much just that you enjoyed being on and we very much look forward to having you again in the future. Um, Definitely. Thank
3: you. Yeah.
2: I'll come yeah. back anytime.
0: Anytime. Yeah. All
3: right. Thank you very All much. Right, cool. Thanks. Cool. Thanks guys for listening. And. We are out.
1: Have a good evening. Yes, guys. Yes, man. Shout out to Jess. Shout out to Jess. Contact Jess. Man, the legend for coming through and blessing us with some knowledge. Couple gems. Couple gems, man. A few, more than a few, actually. Man, I didn't even know what anthropocenic meant. I'm hoping I said that right. I think I did. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anthropocenic, Yeah. Okay, if I'm saying it wrong, she's going to crucify me. But it's all good. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for staying tuned. We're just wrapping up part two, episode 10. Double digits. Crazy. Do you know what I'm saying? Feels a bit crazy still for everyone who's been listening and who's been showing love, telling your friend, your cat, your nan, whatever. We love you for it. That's Thank you so much. Man. Yeah, man, the cats has got to get up <laughs> too. <laughs> <What? No. laughs> Thank you, guys and it's been fun it's been fun um hope you have a great evening and yeah man take care um do you, do you still do streaming shout outs like i mean wherever you're listening from do you know what i mean thank you bro it's, it's a bit mad right now. yeah yeah it's a bit mad like you know we got the people in the different countries and that that even feels crazy to say mad. do you know what i'm saying but anyways i'm not even gonna I'm, i could keep rambling on for time do you know what i'm saying um but yes thank you guys and stay blessed stay loved what you know got, I'm saying what we got next week bro oh yeah snap I almost almost hit my mind yo next week we've got just a yearly wrap up uh we're just gonna touch on a few topics um we ain't gonna we ain't gonna like dive into what we're gonna do now but yeah just, just let you know we're gonna do a yearly wrap up <laughs> um how the years went it's been a crazy one um in good and bad you know what I'm saying sometimes crazy can be good it can be crazy good as well um and yeah, so stay tuned for that one as well. Um, if you haven't subscribed or followed the page or whatever, follow. So, you know, as soon as that drops, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, guys, love and we appreciate you. Thank you. Good night. All right.